Hey everybody, it's Thursday night and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast with me, your host, Jick. And I'm Riff. And I'm... We're all in the same room again because ah. it's time for KOLCon. It's the time of the season for loving it up with yep. 200 naked people in a pool. Uh, oh, Not in the same pool. Oh. Uh, huh. Really? really? Multiple uh, tools? Yeah, 200 naked people each in one pool. Okay. Each mm-hmm. in their own state and pool. Like a yeah, like a bath if they're all in their own bathtubs, it yeah. doesn't bother me a I little. Bet, I bet 200 yeah. people are taking baths right now. Sure. This is like one of those Amelie well, moments where we, we can least. have a little we can have a little montage. Oh man, it makes sense that there were so many montages in Amelie because it was French. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's so papier mache. Yeah, sure, some of that. A lot of a uh, lot of sang freud. I <laughs> <laughs> I think what I was thinking of was Schadenfreude, which doesn't yeah. work at all. No. Um, but yeah, yeah. How's it going, guys? Okay, yeah, pretty good. Pretty we released good. a we released a mobile. Yeah. Oh, I forgot oh, to. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense because we work in Alabama. That's true. <laughs> yeah. we, oh, and by we the way, like KOL kind of objects Alabama hanging now. from the ceiling. Mm. All right, let's see if this old beer is delicious. Oh wow, is that just beer from the fridge in the office? It is, and huh. it is. Okay. Guys, <clears throat> I think I'm going to have to stop using Chrome. Because it doesn't respect your true type preferences, your clear type preferences? Your... Yeah. Uh, what What is clear type? Is that just a no, Windows No, it's still working on this. This must be, yeah. So clear type is Windows's uh, OS-wide font smoothing bullshit, where it just makes okay. all of your fonts look gross and blurry and illegible. Hmm. Um, okay. And if you turn it off, your fonts look wonderful crisp and pixel perfect although i don't even know what that would mean on a uh like a retina display sure on a retina display it wouldn't matter because on a retina display that would it would be able to make them legibly smooth with just black and white right like it bothers me so much that the default behavior on retina like on browsers on retina screens is to just double the size of images it does kind of suck actually yeah like it has destroys the internet yeah it has really stupid implications for our mobile website like let's talk about this uh, yeah. in in this context <laughs> like i so some of the only text that always looks good in KOL is the labels that i place on because images they, those are just pictures because of they words. are just pictures of words <laughs> like text like that is seriously what text is. Um, although I also I will get so pissed off at PDFs for storing text as images. But like the thing is, I when Arial is rendered by Windows at like eight points, I am almost certain that it is windered. that it is not interpolating anything, but that it just has pixel versions of the font or like at the very least. They have made decisions about the way that that there font are, is stored. There are certain font sizes, I think, that that mesh particularly well with like pixel ratios, right? Like with especially with the with something like Arial. Yeah, I just wonder if they don't <clears throat> actually store a hash of bitmaps for smaller font sizes. Well, not just <clears throat> smaller ones. They might they might do it like at key font sizes, like twelve, eight. 24 that kind of thing and then they're and that's how it was them. in the old days on mac is it it would have here are the font sizes that will look good because we have data for that and all the other ones will look like crap because we're going to make it up yeah uh yeah so when all right so you render your aerial at eight points and then you capture it with a 
butterfly net. <laughs> I do. No, but, but I mean, I like people Preserve see it. this on the stream. Like I manually adjust the kerning when right. I don't like it. <laughs> right. I want there to be space between letters that like there needs to be at least one pixel of space. I don't really care how many pixels even until it like gets a terrible. Joined a twin like an FF or something. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. So uh, if it's, awful. I guess if it's one of those weird, like Benjamin Franklin yeah. Fs one the, or one of those AEs that, that, a, that's that a run together. Ligature, I think is what that's called. Yeah. Getting my typography. Sure. Terminology. Yeah. That's, you got it. That's the position you got to put your tongue in to play the trumpet properly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, what happens on, it, well, I'm going to go back to a couple things. Yeah. I did not want there to be any graphics served by place.php in the mobile mode. Right. Right. Cause place.php stores the list of things that there are to click on as a list that is designed to be expressible as just a text list of links to make it look like a game with no art. Right. I, I don't actually believe that it is important for people who already play KO. Like I don't think that you're going to go see new, areas in the mobile interface for the first time if if you are the kind of person who's going to be sad if you don't see the like big interesting art that i do for places now i think as long as there are images for the items that you get and images for the monsters that you fight and for your familiar and stuff that that's fine that that is the images that people actually see on a regular basis and care about the 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 sort of downside of using the images the way that Basically, Chris made it so any really old areas where the place elements are 100 by 100 images, mm -hmm. like from when places used to just be a grid of icons. Instead of the new, like, image map paradigm. Well, it's not even really image maps anymore. There was a brief time where I was using image maps, but then okay. I decided, you know what? Fuck this. And started using the place spindler. Right. Because it is just is that way not just an image map? No, it's not. It's It puts, oh. uh, it puts divs in... It arranges divs it, because it makes it so like an image map, you'd have to have a different version of the image for every possible configuration of True. the different things that could be displayed. Right. And that that okay. I've done that in some places for things where there's a linear progression, like the sea monkey castle sure, or sure. whatever is like that. I don't although I might have eventually converted that to place.php. But anyway, it like. All of the old ones that use hundred by hundred images, they're being they're just being displayed in boxes, and it's fine, right? Like it, th that's fine. The places where it works, it looks okay. Except on our phones, it makes the text labels on them super blurry. You mean, when you say Be our phones, you mean a modern iPhone? I mean, our, yeah, our phones, the, our Retina display iPhones. Yeah, right. So I I don't know that other browsers are doing that. What I worry is that I, some of them aren't. Some of the phones with high-res screens aren't blowing them up like that. And so they're just being displayed as illegibly small. We should we should find somebody who has a, a non-retinated screen and yeah. see what happens on their screens. Like, we need, to, we need to look at this on some other devices, I think. Yep. Um, yeah, like, <clears throat> basically, it seems like in order to have good-looking artwork on... A modern retina like a modern ios retina device you have to just do all of the art twice which sucks like yeah. it would not be the worst thing <clears throat> in the world if we had to do that for everything moving forward but trying to go back for 10 years of legacy art it, yeah, that's just impractical we're yeah, not going to do that and no one would ever expect us to and no i know but like jesus like i mean that's that's frustrating. that's like what what would you have to do well, with the with the moving forward, we would just have to save a 
a, a version of every image that was twice the resolution? That would require a, a pretty significant change in the art workflow, hmm. right? Because they are scanned at about at they are scanned images for KOL are scanned at one and a half times. Yes. Well, that isn't really true. What I guess what does that even mean? They're scanned at like 150 DPI. Yeah. And then they I think are you would just saved. Start scanning everything at 300 DPI. Do everything that you currently yeah, I do. I don't. I don't. I think that side by side, things that were scanned at 300 DPI and processed the same way would look very different. I don't think so. I think it would look extremely similar because hmm. you're just scaling up all the process 2x, getting a, an image that is 2x what you normally would want, and then you just you do one final step to yeah. To I, I suspect that to get the to get the what the game normally. I suspect like. that if I used Photoshop and was accustomed to things working the way that you're accustomed to them working with like serious pro grade image editing software that it wouldn't matter. But I think that with paint shop, it it's probably possible. would not look right. It would feel very weird to you. I think because you have gotten extremely used to, Oh yeah. To knowing adjusting. like when I'm, when I'm editing things a pixel at a time, if yeah. suddenly everything is twice as big, then it's yeah. Twice so, as many pixels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, and I don't want that. No, I know. I'm I, like, um, clearly that, that's wrong. But then going back and trying to fix all the old stuff, like we like, you could go back and scan everything again, which would be like that sounds awful, right? Yeah. But so much stuff was scanned and then edited. Yeah, and edited and, like, and constructed, yeah. constructed out of parts. Like it would yeah, that, that would be, be it would be thousands of hours of work that only yeah. I could do and I refuse. Well, and I could to, to do <laughs> so, and I could do it probably a little bit slower by going to the image, just blowing up like the way that we blow up images for print, like the all the art for say Mr. Card game mm -hmm. was art from the game itself blown up for print using this proprietary process that we have um and then like sort of hand edited in the cases where that didn't work out like the algorithmic version didn't mm. work out so well um i wonder if that's something you could batch process you can't you, like, you have <clears throat> some of it some of it you could i mean you certainly like you do the best process on everything and then yeah and but and then, then you have but then you have to but almost everything yeah like two-thirds of it needs some hand editing because okay. like like Trying to get a familiar, like familiars have a lot of have a tremendous amount of detail in a very tiny little space mm -hmm. and blowing that up to just even double size, you're going to, it's going to look really gross and weird. Some of them are okay, but a lot of them, yeah, like for, for Mr. Card Game, I just basically had to redraw all of the familiars that they used at monster art size because mm -hmm. that stuff can blow, that stuff can blow up arbitrarily large items yeah. just don't really work the stuff that's like 30 by 30 pixels just is rough <clears throat> yeah. but mm -hmm. then anything that's animated would be like a nightmare yeah it just mm -hmm. would <laughs> right so like there's yeah it's like i mean we're just that's just a problem right we're just we're, we're just, just not gonna, gonna do it to i mean so everything is just what I, always going to look a little what i wish that is that there was i wish that there was a meta tag that you could throw into into a page that would make safari on a retina display just render it at a straight up 2x Pixel for pixel 2x. Just use chunky pixels. Right? Like... I don't... Huh. I mean, I, do, I think... That, I don't know that that's even... It would work. I mean, it would work and it would do what we want it to do. Right? It would just... It would look like you were looking at KOL art with your eyes really close to the monitor. <laughs> right? Where, like, if you were... Because you'll be able to see that... You can tell by the pixels that this has been blown up using huh. my imaginary non-interpolative scaling. Because retina pixels are smaller than... Like retina pixels are already doing that. <clears throat> like a retina pixel that you can see is already four pixels that are smaller than you can see, or something like that. 
I wonder what that would. Well, so eight or ten or or whatever, no, I know. right? It's like, just, I mean, it's, it's it's weird. Like they're already doing some weird interpolation just to get the images on the screen. Yeah. To begin with, yeah, man, I don't know. It's displays weird. Have like, gotten more yeah, complicated like by making them once. Like, yeah, once displays are like that, then suddenly the native resolution of image files doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. Like I was talking to um as I, when I was driving from I drove from San Francisco to to Phoenix over the last couple of days, and Monday night I stayed with um. Matthew Rather from the Overthinking It podcast. And he is now doing like all of the front end web work for the Hollywood Reporter. Hmm. Um, They've contracted his company to do like whatever that website is. I don't know. It's a thing I've heard of and he was excited about it. Sure. Um, But there he said their photo department worked in print for so long that everything that they give him is so big that it can be arbitrarily scaled. And so hmm. the process of optimizing that for mobile is just save one that's twice as big. Right. Right. And it's just fine. That is so ironic that mobile needs double the image size as like a as a desktop browser. <laughs> right? Like I mean, I think it is to make a screen of a given resolution is a simpler problem if the screen is smaller. Right. And so, I mean, I think that mobile screens just being better. This is something that was weird, too. One of the like, because I was reading a lot about this as we were working on the mobile interface stuff, one of the things that they recommended was uh, instead of having a bunch of small images loading independently, each one requiring its own web request, that most professional web designers at this point store all images as just one giant image that gets downloaded once and then they just cut like sections of it out to display and stuff like that which is fascinating to me is that really the best practice it might be i mean it's not the best practice for us because every time we added a new image to the game which happens often multiple times a day we could would we everyone would have to re-download the entire thing well every could time, we not right? do like bundles of images that are like commonly loaded together or something like maybe but the, i mean it, then you'd have to always keep track of which ones are individually being loaded and which ones are in bundles. Like, I mean, I wonder if there's some sort of software that handles this. Like, we are such a specialized case that nobody else would care. But yeah, it's weird, right? And I don't think it. I, you know, I don't know how much <clears throat> it would actually help us. I don't know how much it would improve performance for. Yeah, I don't know. Like every page to just invisibly load a billion by billion GIF, and then right cut out bits of it. I mean. I think in a lot of cases, that's how they will do animations on web pages that don't use GIFs, right? Because you can't do an alpha channel transparent PNG animation, but you can do oh, you can just uh, you can do a reel and wow. step through sections of it, huh. and then you've got an alpha channel transparent animation, sure, right? But you have to do it. You have to do it all in JavaScript. So if they if they, if people have JavaScript disabled, then it doesn't work. And I'm sure that that performs terribly. Like CD Moore was talking about zipping up portions of the like interface that like zipping them up on the server side so it gets a much smaller download and then it gets the browser will unzip the browser them. will unzip them yeah that's really? that compression that is, is like a default setting in apache that i'm pretty sure we've just turned off because it yeah. and browsers will just do, like know to do that yeah that's, that's it's old old tech like no G, I, and no G, gzip like, is from the 70s i think sure, it's, but like the fact that that like why isn't that just how everything works like why isn't everything just compressed sent and then uncompressed locally like you know i mean i think in a lot of cases because it doesn't need to be so why add the why add the extra computation step on both ends of the process like if you're not hurting for bandwidth 
then, you know, I mean, it's like we used to sometimes offload sorting to the client. The client so in that, our game, the clients always sword. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, we used to, we used to, sometimes it would be like, ah, God, this query is kind of slow. So rather than doing a sort on a joined query, we just get the data out randomly, send it randomly, and then have JavaScript sort it before it's displayed in the dropdown or whatever. Huh. And we ended up just not messing with that because it just makes everything more complicated. It's like, let, well, just deal with the performance. Like, let's just let the fucking database server do its job. Hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, I'm curious what I saw day over day was that we went from about 11% of KOL's traffic being on Android and iOS to about 19% hmm. being on Android and iOS. We'll see that's, how that's that... pretty good for this soon. Yeah, maybe. It's pretty rapid adoption. Yeah. Now. Yeah. <clears throat> but I think a lot of people pop their heads in to try it. Sure. And don't like don't necessarily like it. Is right? That, that's the, is that number of absolute page loads though? Because that means that, that that's like double the amount of play that's happening on mobile. No, it's like just login. Yeah, I think the Google Analytics is only turned on on login. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, login.php and game.php. So then, yeah, that doesn't so, really mean much in terms of. Yeah, it just means that, that many people have like popped onto the site and looked at it, there, or even just looked at. It. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I. You know. I know you guys joke about how down I am on everything that we try to do on purpose. I'm just sort of withholding judgment. Like, I still think that in the long run, this is probably not, this was not worth spending time and money on. It's a thing that... It's made a lot of people happy. Yeah, maybe. I mean... So that's that's worth it. Right. Uh, yeah. It, it's just, it's one of those things where, this is this is what I believe. I believe that every time somebody says something about KOL to someone who used to play KOL, they will say, oh, man, those guys should do a phone version. And a year from now, the exact same thing will happen because they won't know. Well, right. That's right. that's so, the question. Yeah. And and that's. So here's a question. What what do you think about the person who is told about KOL and then checks it out on their phone for the first time? Like, yeah, I mean, I think that the effort that we do put into the mobile interface should largely be targeted at that person, the person who is checking out the game for the first time. Yeah. So, like, we make sure that we make sure that all of the things that they are doing work. Like, I think that we probably don't spend a lot of development resources making sure that the clan VIP swimming pool works correctly on mobile. Sure. For instance. Right. But we make sure that, like, basic choice adventures work, which I'm pretty sure they do. We make sure that. Most of the places that you go over the course of time don't look terrible, which, you yeah. know, the next town. step town. I mean, but we just we we need town needs to go into place.php anyway. And I'm pretty sure that I can make town look pretty good while still using hundred by hundred icons. And also we could. We can do a better job, I think, of default icons not just standing out right like when when it's just putting a guy in a like a, when it's just putting a word a guy when it's just putting some words into a 100 by 100 box like it does when there's no pick in the place and we're looking at stuff on dev or like during the twitch events when 
the zone doesn't have art for a for a place element yet. Like we could probably have some default icons that wouldn't make that look less mm. sore thummy, mm. and then have that just be a fallback element in right like default to one, but it's it's a fallback element in the in the place element table. <laughs> um, Man, because about how- I don't want to be constrained to making things in hundred by hundred sure. images because that's just not how I think, think about the world of KOL or develop content anymore. Thinking about how if we were starting from scratch, we would do things differently is is interesting, right? Like just fundamental design decisions that if you're if you think that people might be interested in playing this on a phone, like how you would handle just interface yeah. stuff in general. And I mean, I think I would probably do, it's just, it's weird. I feel like we have a lot of like power users who have stuck around because we have always been supportive of power user demands. Right. And like, we've always been willing to add features to interfaces for the tiny minorities of people who want to use them. And that's, and that has created a measure of loyalty among that kind of person, right? That is, also that has mafia levels. Of well, stuff. sure. I mean that I think more of that stuff should have been in the purview of mafia. Right. But mm-hmm. the thing is there was so much fragmentation in that space when we were doing all of this stuff because it's it still it, is like KOL it, proxy and well, yeah, mafia but in a lot of ways, like you can't really go back, right? Like, Anytime we replace an interface with a more modernized and, and with a more modern interface that's going to be more useful for 95% of people, mm-hmm. if it takes away one feature that 5% of the people really liked, then it's like, well, now we've just we've just sort of engendered this ill will. And the reason that we did it is is sound, but that doesn't help the person who's upset right and right. we're at a point in this game's life cycle where primarily what we should do is not upset the people who st- who by sticking around keep the lights on um yeah this guy uh i i had for whatever reason i stopped reading lum the mad's blog but this guy wrote this sort of like pictorial essay like basically exhorting mmo devs to just get over the fact that people are leaving and don't make your game worse to prevent people from leaving. Yeah, I mean, I feel like WoW has made a bunch of decisions trying to get new people in into the level cap as quickly as possible that I think are probably not beneficial for the game as a whole. Well, they make. The, I mean, I think they make the game less interesting to you, but you wouldn't necessarily know that if you... I still care about it, though. That's the thing. I know, but... Wow, son of a bitch. See, old beer is is not nearly <laughs> as well balanced. Damn it! I spilled my beer, but only a little bit. There's no use crying over it. Well, I didn't lose enough to for it to make me cry. Do we want to uh, for it to take, turn into take milk? A small break and fresh beer smell in the room. Sorry, next to your backers. <laughs> did you pour it into the hat? <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, this Kickstarter backer soup. Uh, you guys want to do some questions? Sure. Yes. Florin asks uh, a super interesting question, actually. Jick, how does people buying used Mr. A's in the mall differ in your mind from buying a used video game? I believe that being able to buy and sell Mr. A's in the mall leads to more donations being made because people can buy a Mr. A, play with it, and then sell it for meat if they want. They have a greater utility than if they were untradeable. Does that same reasoning not apply to video games? Do you think that people are not more willing to spend $50 on a game if they know they can sell it back to the store for $10? 
it took me a while to formulate my sort of counterpoint to this, or, or really it's just an answer to your question, the way in which it differs. People don't play with Mr. Accessories. A Mr. Accessory in itself is a very boring thing. And its value is that you can trade it for something that is useful. And here's the thing. When the thing that is useful is tradable, we make like a quarter as much money as yeah. when it's not like, so the tradability of Mr. A's, the fungibility of the currency is a thing that most games are afraid to do. The, the, the relationship between meat and Mr. A's is a thing that is considered, I think, too risky by most MMOs. We do it. We do it because Eve I'm. does it. Yeah. Uh, Wildstar does it. Although those are. They do the it in things, a limited, in a limited way. Well, and those are the things that like, those are items that you must have in order to play. Like you have to pay right. to play. So like our, like items of the month are items that you must have in order to play competitively to play KOL. Right. Also the, the, the other games, must have them, the I other game, well, you don't have to, but, and but definitely you don't need to have all of them, but, but yeah. by and large you do like by and large, if you want you to be, yeah, that's it. That's true. <laughs> so the one thing that all of those games have in common us and, and Eve, Eve and Wildstar Wild is that the chunk size at which you can convert between real money and game money is very large. Like $10 is a lot for a virtual item transaction, right? And that, like, the fact that you can donate to buy a Mr. A and then sell it for meat means that there is an additional purpose that can be served to a person who has a bunch of money but doesn't have a real doesn't have a reason other than that to buy a Mr. Accessory. So like you're absolutely right that selling them does make it so like the fact that you can get them with virtual currency means that they are granted extra utility, but I just don't think that that applies it, I don't think it's. A, I, I don't think. I, I just. I just thing. don't think it applies no. the way that a used game does because you can buy a game, get all of the utility out of it that you are ever going to, and then give it to somebody else, and they can get all of the utility out of it they're ever going to, and just keep doing that over and over and over again. And the utility of a Mister Accessory is not the possession of the Mister Accessory. The utility of the Mister Accessory is the ability to trade it for something else that you want. Because most of it time. is a currency. It is not. Yeah. Like, th I guess there are people who buy it because like, whoa, plus 15 stats. That's crazy powerful. But like, no, it's not, man. There is shit that is free in the mall that is way better <laughs> than that at what it does on its surface. Um, do you think people are not more willing to spend $50 on a game if they know they can sell it back to the store for $10? I don't know that I believe that people actually think about it that way. Some people I, probably do. You think? Yeah. I mean, I like I I can't get out of the mindset of like the way that I felt about CDs. Selling CDs meant that I had just fucked up my life so <laughs> badly that I needed to trade something for no money. Right. Like I did not buy a CD thinking, "Oh, I can sell this back if I ever need 75 cents." I bought a CD thinking, "I can afford this." Like I am succeeding because I want a thing and I can have it and selling it back did not seem like a way to eke some extra value of it out of it. It seemed like a way of acknowledging that I was shitty at living my life if I needed the 75 cents that I was going to get from that CD. And so like 
it's very difficult for me to ascribe any value. I mean, people will use anything to rationalize bad purchases, right? Like people will, people will buy something that they want and then they will come up with some reason that it's good for them that is never going to actually come to anything and use that as an excuse to buy the thing. But I don't know that, like, if you ask anyone, hey, does GameStop give you a good deal when they buy your used games back? No, man, they fuck you. That's what everyone <laughs> will say, because they do, because they don't give you... They give you a, fra- a tiny Yeah, fra- they give you a tiny, tiny portion of it. So, like, yeah, I don't know. It's... What about, uh, what about services where you rent a game, like Gamefly or whatever that is? Like Netflix for games, basically. Yeah, I mean... Is that the same deal i wonder like when when a video store buys a video they pay a shitload they for the premium for the physical medium the well the the the, the early ones <clears throat> i feel like yeah. they can also just buy if they just want to wait they can just buy consumer copies and rent those out yeah so i mean i'm curious i like i'm guessing that if there was only netflix and that was the only reason that dvds existed that the DVD market would be destroyed Hmm. because I don't, I don't think that companies are going to sell enough DVDs to Netflix to justify the existence of a DVD factory, you know, but I don't know that that's true, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious how many copies of a movie Netflix buys. Hmm. That is something I have no sense of. (laughs) I had a, I had a coworker who kept trying to rent a movie and every time this particular movie showed up, it was a, it, the DVD was broken. And he started taking pictures of them to make sure that they weren't just sending the same broken one over and over again. They were totally different. <laughs> like someone at someone near him in the mail chain at Netflix just apparently had an axe to grind and didn't believe that anyone should watch this particular movie. <laughs> and so it was just systematically breaking every copy of it that wow. they came into contact with. <laughs> And then that reminded me of a story that my dad always told about a time that he went to McDonald's and he ordered a quarter pounder with cheese and it he took it back to his to his table and opened up the styrofoam thing and there was just a bite taken out of it. <laughs> <laughs> how how would you prove that? Like how would you like if you go back to the counter they'd be like uh... He said he took it back and he said, "Yeah, this was like this when I opened it." And they immediately were like, "Oh, that fucking guy again." And like gave him another burger and went to the back to yell at somebody. <laughs> So I I guess it depends. Maybe the first guy or the first three guys to bring back that burger would have more trouble. That fucking guy. (laughs) Shamu says, I'm loving heavy rains. I managed to do my first two-day softcore run using the skills it provided, and just just in general, it's a really fulfilling and enjoyable path. Thank you. That said, real life crept up on me, and I finished that two-day run the same day I started college. Now I'm using programs like KOL Proxy in order to automate my runs to a much higher degree than I ever did. Before, the most I ever did were combat macros. My question is, I know that your official stance on automation and botting is that it is legal, but how happy are you with that stance? Is it something you see as a compromise of the integrity of the game, or are you okay with it because it keeps players retained? Sorry for the super long paragraph. I couldn't simplify my thoughts more than that. Also, I'm making it worse by including this disclaimer. (laughs) Um, It... It does make me a little sad. Like, in a case like yours, it's totally fine, right? Like, because you... The existence of the tools means that there is some abuse that occurs. And that makes me sad. Right. But I don't... 
I don't know. You know, it, it would probably make me sad if I knew how many players we actually had versus how many multis were just playing turns via automation and biding their time, you know, hmm. but maybe it wouldn't, maybe it wouldn't make me sad. Maybe it would make me happy. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. more good comes out of our permissive bot policies than ill. Um, and so I'm, I'm content to take my licks where they come because of that. Wax says, is biggest announces still doing chariot races in Twitch? No, I had, uh, I had CD Moyer turn those off. Is that going to come back next event? Yeah, but I think I will probably have them run once an hour instead of once every half hour. Okay. Um, just because I think it's it would be a little too distracting. It'd be a little spammy for the people who were concentrating on whatever crazy apocalypse shit is going on. So it's post-apocalyptic future. Yep. We got a lot of different apocalypses to work with. Yeah. Mm. Are we just going to say that all of them happened? So there's killer robots and zombies and a- Mad Max apes. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's, it's a water world and roving and... bands of highwaymen on jet skis. <laughs> there's a guy. Okay, it's a fucking jet ski bandit who also has to carry a bathtub around with him so that he can be on a jet ski no matter where he is. <laughs> bathtubs on wheels. <laughs> yep. Being pulled behind a an armored truck with spikes all over it. His henchmen are driving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're making up the monsters for this one. You guys don't get to vote. <laughs> Jihuz Dewey says, The chariot races were absolutely spectacular. I had a lot of fun just watching the craziness in the Twitch channel. Thanks, guys. Also, if donations don't pick up, can you pit Mr. Skullhead, Riff, and Hot Stuff in a Hunger Games-style gladiatorial contest <laughs> for their jobs and live stream it on Twitch? Who do you think would win? I don't know. Obviously, that last bit is a joke because everyone would lose if the team got broken up, so donate more money if you're fiscally able. Oh, well, thanks, Jihuz Dewey. Um... Is he exhorting us to donate more money to the game? <laughs> it depends. Like, I think if our lives were on the line, Hot Stuff would probably figure out a way to kill us all. Yeah, before we'd even <laughs> realized. Yeah. But I don't think that he would do that just to keep his job. So hmm. I think that skill set probably doesn't come to bear. Um Wax says, I think it refers to being an actual Viking rather than being good enough at sleep to be the Viking level, since Viking isn't a level. Thanks. Uh, Dick Garnett says, would it be possible to include familiar equipment as part of an outfit? Yeah, this is a thing that gets asked for a lot, and making it work that way would bother as many people as it made happy. Um, yeah. And setting it up as an option would be a good compromise, except then people would insist that it be an option that they set on an outfit basis yes. rather than an account basis, mm. which fuck that. Sorry, but that is a level of that is a level of like niggling interface complexity that I'm not willing to introduce. Um, you know what you can do is you can just make a macro for an outfit right. that equips the outfit and then equips a specific piece of familiar gear and then just use that macro instead mm. of your outfit macro. Sure. Right. So, I mean, the tools exist for you to do all kinds of ridiculous shit pretty easily. So, you know, you know, one thing that would probably not exist in a KOL that was made for phones is the chat. Huh? Cause it, works you can wire it into it. skype 
Yeah. You just call somebody up. Just a big giant it, conference call. Yeah. It does work, but I don't know that... I don't know that if we made a web game that I would feel like a chat was an integral feature of it. I, that's interesting because I, I, I mean, you, I, I think I, it, I super view it as important. It, for well, the I think it was important. I don't, I don't think that it is possible for a thing like an ingrained chat to be important in the way that it was important in 2003. Huh? Like, I think that if we if we just started KOL now, the level of adoption of using the chat at all would be minuscule really? compared to what it was mm. then. What if chat was Slack? What do you mean Slack? The the program Slack. There's a it's it's a group. Uh, it's what it's what the glitch tool. guys it's what the glitch guys did for post glitch. <laughs> they keep like trying to make a game. And then the game doesn't work out. So they're like, well, I guess we'll just sell the tools we made while we were making this game for a gajillion dollars. <laughs> now they've done that twice. Yeah. We should call them and see if they want to make another game. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> um, um, so uh, we can make a game that fails. Like, I'm, I am confident that, like, I don't know that I can make another one that would succeed, but I could definitely make one that would fail. <laughs> and know, if, like, man. that's, if that's their, if that's their business now model. Are, now you are, like... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's setting set, yourself up for setting success. myself up for success just so that I look <laughs> just to make me look bad. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I could see doing instead of an inline chat, having an in-game accessible Reddit clone or something like that. But I don't. I just don't. I don't think that further fragmenting the already ludicrous social space of the internet. Like, people love having little niche places to hang out. Yeah. That's like, people not only do they want chat in KOL, they want a hundred different chat rooms. They but, want a walkie-talkie where they can set one of ten thousand possible rooms. Right, they, but right, these people want that. But these are these are our players. Right, but I, I mean, so I'm saying, like, if we made another game and added a chat to it, I think a lot of people who used our chat would migrate over to it enough that I think it would not be worth doing at all if we didn't actually just integrate it, which would just mean rewriting all of KOL's chat. But I just don't... I really don't know that any of the ways in which KOL's community sort of accreted are doable on purpose anymore or well, right, but, or but even that we having, did them on purpose then but not having a chat means that that isn't even a possibility every time i go to the website where i bought all the little pieces for my board game prototype there is a fucking chat room that pops up and i cannot get rid of it fast enough right like i don't know it's just do people use congregates chat yeah, it is constantly I, Idiots full. and assholes are constantly saying shit that has nothing to do with anything. That's my experience of Congregate's chat. Like, it is definitely well, a place where nine-year-olds act like assholes. I'm sure assholes. it's 100% unmoderated. It's, un yeah. it's relatively unmoderated, and they don't have to go through an altar of literacy to get in. Right. You know? I don't think that if you had to, if you were, like, chatting or playing the game, I don't think KOL's chat would have taken off. And I don't think that a phone game is one where you can be chatting and playing the game. Hmm. Like, I just don't think that you chat with people in on a phone. I mean, you text on a phone, so there's like this person-to-person IM-style communication that is very natural to a phone. But like, I... Do we know... 
anyone. Have we ever heard of anyone who uses IRC on their phone? Like, I just don't think, I don't think it's a thing that should happen on a phone because nobody wants it. Hmm. And that's why I just kind of feel like, I like the idea of like sort of asynchronous and funny and interesting cross-player interactions. Like there would definitely, like if I made a game without a chat, if I made an MMO without a chat, I would definitely put in a lot more ways for players to put text out that people could see. Hmm. There are apparently dozens of IRC oh, no, no, I'm, apps I'm, for iPhone. Yeah, I'm sure that there are. Like there are lots of things. There are lots of lots of things for the phone. I'm saying, have you ever met anyone who used IRC on a phone? I don't know. I don't use IRC, so I like I use it for very specific purposes like when I'm doing, doing mystery the mystery hunt. hunt. Yeah, I mean, like, I just And so like <clears> if I was if I was playing a game and I wanted to communicate with the people that were playing that game and they were hanging out in IRC, I would probably join IRC. Right? And so I think but I don't think that you can do two things at once like that on a phone screen. Tabs. Yeah. I mean, it's again, it is possible because KOL's chat works and people who are really into KOL's chat will figure out how to do it and work it into their thing. But like chatting, it's one of those things where like chatting, the same reason chat pain over on the side is very different than. Yeah, the same the experience. same the same thing that you think makes it so people who would be into KOL but don't want to sit for hours at a desktop computer playing KOL, that is the same thing that makes the chat work is because in order to play KOL, you have to be sitting for hours at a desktop computer and you want to be able to talk to people and we give you a thing that's right there that lets you talk to people and it's an existing established community, right? Like it didn't, it never had to like, it gained its critical mass at a time when there weren't a lot of things like it. Whereas now, I mean, but even still, people will say, I popped into the chat for a second. I'm like, well, this is bullshit garbage video game chat. Fuck this forever. Like, it, there is just a hair trigger for giving up on stuff like that because it sure. is largely so terrible. And like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Wax says, I think I get type 69 now and I'd like to thank you for it. I ascended into softcore from level 83. This intimidated me because I have seven years of crap accumulated, some of which is optimal and all of it is fiddly. By removing circa five years of options, you have enabled me to ignore a bunch of annoying optimizing and get on with playing the game. See? Uh, the removal of toys and subsequent addition of different toys is what I love about avatar paths and heavy rains is really fun for that reason. The additional monster level makes leveling fast and the pool skimmer lets me get cool things from later parts of the game. I can progress quests that I'm not working on. Thanks, guys. This is good. That's good. Gleeb says, can we have a way to extend the icon menu over the chat the way it's extended over the character pane? I have too many buttons for my tiny screen. That's a good idea. Hmm. You know what would be awesome is if we had, and it worked, the ability for all of those, for all of the panes of the game to just be resizable and positionable, however you wanted them, right? If you could just... make four or six different options and then just have that be a permaflag that you get loaded into a particular frame set that you choose in the account menu or something that feels a little worse to me like 
so just so imagine that you can click a thing that just takes you into edit mode and it is just a version of game.php where sure. all you're doing is yeah. moving and resizing rectangles and then that is storing where all the iframes live for you sure. and then we just have a we just do a sort of a default so you're getting rid of for, frames well we would get rid of i mean i think that it would be a nightmare to make that cross browser compatible right right so frame sets frame sets seem to work on everything and so we can just we could just say you know frame set where it's yeah. like an h <laughs> we could do a frame set where it's like a bar and three like a three yeah. columns and stuff yeah yeah i mean we could do the half of the game is the chat pane frame set right mm-hmm. Cause some people just resize that to like, that's what they do to the game. The first moment they get in, I always make chat bigger than it's, than it's default state. But, but I, yeah, I mean, and so on and so on. Like, you know, I could, I could imagine four options. I think, I don't know if six would make any sense and people would have suggestions. I'm sure. Tombs. I says, why doesn't the mega gem have never fumble as an enchantment? That's what it does in the quest. Uh, because it doesn't never fumble, it just fumbles less. Yeah, I, I believe, and we didn't have, we didn't have a easy option for that in the spindler, as far as I recall. It's been a while. Uh, Wax says, "Okay, but seriously, I saw the word fuck spackle written on the terminal you were using during the July Twitch event, and I really want to know what that's about." I don't know on the terminal. Yeah, it's somewhere in the code. I don't. I don't have. Uh, putty on this computer and the studio computer so i can't actually grip for it um i we there's all kinds of yeah variables xenophobe and xenophobe and cd moyer and i put a lot of jokes for ourselves and each other in the code (laughs) um wax says one how well do custom avatars and titles sell titles pretty well avatars it's, it's a trickle you know it's a it's a just a weird Luxury item, and we don't like selling them, so we do not encourage <laughs> right. people to buy them. So, you know, it's it if if literally anyone, if a single person read and obeyed the guidelines, then custom avatars would be very easy to do. But no one ever has. It's not that bad. Uh, number two, would you ever consider selling custom tattoos? Nope. I hate drawing tattoos. Um. King Bobson says, tower killing is trivially possible in hardcore without using any items of the month at this point, thanks to some of the skills from the class revamps. This means that Type 69 will never be able to stop speedrunners from tower killing. Is that a problem? And if it is, is it enough of one to bother working towards fixing before the level 13 revamp? No, no, definitely not the latter. I don't actually think it's a problem. I think it's interesting, and I think that the level 13... The level 13 revamp is... Man, I'm getting so close. I'm getting so close to having... Like, the same... Really, the same like smoking pot and walking around on the roof where I came up with my solution to getting past the sort of mental blockage on the level 12 quest that I texted you about. You pointed out some failings. I mean, it's we're going to have to lose some features at some point, I think, but whatever. But I, I think that what I came up with definitely adds more than it takes away and just it, it, it is a thing that I can see myself moving forward on now. With the 13 quest, like I, I, there were a bunch of other things that I, that I sort of thought of and wrote down in that same little brainstorming session. Um, and you went back and you're like, potatoes. Yeah. What? <laughs> to, to eat more Doritos. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Oh man. You know, what would be awesome. 
This is true, actually. What's <laughs> awesome is if you eat a couple Doritos and then you drink some water and then you eat a couple of Haribo gummy Coke bottles uh-huh. and then you drink some water and then you eat a couple Doritos and then you drink some water. Is there, is there an end to this process? Or well, eventually you run out of Doritos and Haribo gummy Coke bottles, and, and then you're sad. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I know. <laughs> anyway, it's good. Because it's it like... Sounds like a weekend activity. You don't have to make the... It is a weekend activity. You don't, have to, you don't have to make the choice between do I want something awesome and salty or do I want something awesome and sweet. You just make... You get you both alternate. options over and over and over again. And each one of them <laughs> takes a really long time to enjoy. Anyway, two Doritos, uh, yeah, a couple, four, maybe. <sighs> Takes a long time to enjoy. It seems like a long time. <laughs> Are you high? While you're yes, doing this? yes, yeah. that's the point. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Little, I wasn't sure if that was this is what this conversation over. is. No, this was my idea that I wrote down. Okay. I, sometimes wow. bad ideas get written down okay. as a result of this. <laughs> um, I thought you were just proposing that as a good idea right now. Question: no, Are you high right now? Not right now. No. <laughs> so anyway. So, I definitely want to like embrace the interesting challenge that is tower killing as a part of the level 13 revamp and, and move away from the like one at random of 8,000 items scavenger hunt that it currently is. Um, but I think it's not just, I think it is more interesting if it isn't just, can you stun lock this monster? and deal 100,000 damage, I think it would be more interesting if one of them worked like that, maybe. One of them you just had to keep keep stunned the whole time. So there will still be, like, a, a single kill item or sure. whatever. Yeah. But, like... Then each one... But we figure out how many rounds it takes to, to tower kill now, and then just make it so, like, all right, well, if you want to tower kill this guy, you need enough elemental resistance to be able to survive that many rounds plus one or whatever. You know, and just, just actually make it into a game... Right. Where the solution that is presented to the player is go to this zone, go back to this zone and get one of these items if you don't already have one. And it just tells you that. It tells right. you where to go right off the bat. And that is the solution for a normal player, but it's going to take them a few turns to get that item to drop. And it's like, maybe we just put a conditional on there where if you go back and are looking for that item and you don't have it after five turns, you automatically fight that guy and he automatically drops it or whatever. Like we just figure out how to fix the kind of pacing right. on that. But the challenge for a speedrunner is to figure out how to use those five turns, how to figure out how to use fewer than those five turns to get whatever thing we need them, we're making them need to have in order to beat the thing in a without having to do that, you know? Or if they, if they didn't already get the drop, right? It depends on how out of the way it is. I think it's going to be pretty difficult to balance 10 of those, you know? So maybe we just don't. Maybe we just say that the tower no the tower is no longer has all these elements that are randomized per ascension, right? Because while there are some things that are interesting about that, it has been an 11-year process of slowly sanding the roughest edges off of all of those things and trying to start from the beginning with another set of randomized challenges that are interesting is just going to be starting that all over again. Um, it, you know, and people are, but what about the telescope? What about the telescope? Like, well, fucking figure something out with the telescope, right? Like it's, it maybe the telescope just isn't that crazy Ascension valuable thing anymore. Right. And like, sorry, if you just spent your last million meat last week, getting the telescope but like things change 
it's like the nature of everything, man. It's like nothing is permanent, man. It's like alternating between Doritos and <laughs> Haribo Coke gummies. Uh, Lord Hack says, Hi guys, just came back to the game after a few months of hiatus and hearing the idea to have excess adventures give you something sounds like it'd be really cool, even if it was just something like three meat per adventure. If you think it'd be dissatisfying to come back a whole lot more powerful, maybe you could get something like Turns of a Buff called Been Working Out, or something that just increased substat gains. That way you still have to play to get those substats, but you'd get something and it would probably be cool for the casual kids to suddenly start leveling up much faster. I like that's that. Not, that's yeah, a cool that's idea, a good idea, actually. Yeah. Been working out. Yeah. That's cool. Like super been well studying. Like super well rested. And it's yeah. just like plus a hundred percent to stat gains or something because yeah. like we just don't care like if somebody doesn't log on for seven or eight days you can have a hundred turns of plus 100 percent stat gains like who care who cares i don't care <laughs> like, that is that is a fucking fantastic idea lord yeah. hack uh, also, hearing Mogwai, uh, Mogwai Poet say he didn't know about the Avatar pads in the last show made me wonder if Challenge Pass should be organized a little better in Valhalla. He has not yet ascended on his new account, so yeah. no amount of reorganization of Valhalla would have taught him about Challenge Pads. Uh, there are quite a few of them now, and while it makes sense to draw attention to the most recent one, it might also be cool to draw attention to the really fun ones like Boris. It is also not... It is not a given that the paths that were the most fun to you when you played them are objectively the most fun to someone who doesn't carry all the baggage that you, and not even like baggage in a bad way, but just like someone who isn't who you were when you encountered it. Right. Like, I don't know that a new person would enjoy Boris and sneaky Pete more than Jarlsberg. Right. Right. Because, because speed is not their primary concern. And they have not yet sort of, grown accustomed to or tired of all of the toys that the game has yeah. to offer. I mean like every path is an avatar path. Every well every for, like the avatar of seal clubber. Yeah. yeah, like avatar of turtle tamer, you know, like Right. And those they're not as powerful, right? So I mean, it is certainly true that like people would probably well, I don't know. I don't know if it would be more fun to just play the game if you started as Boris because you don't know, you don't have anything to compare his power level to. So, yeah. Anyway, thanks for the great game as always, guys. And if it makes you feel any better hearing you guys uh, tried out ads actually brought me back to the game. Sorry it didn't work out for you and you're an awesome person who makes great games, Jake. So I hope you don't lose too much sleep about adding them. Uh, I think all of the sleep that I was going to lose, I already lost. <laughs> Glebe says, Dear Riff, in the spirit of Jick going back and redoing the council quests and every class getting 15 new skills and new systems, will we ever see Nemesis 2.0? Yeah, that's after I finished with... Uh coming february's new avatar path that's going to be my next thing i do probably huh. just kind of re reshuffling a lot of the guild quests to work with the quest tracker and mm. sort of be more in our modern idiom uh let's see john diaz says all the early bosses you fight drop different things with the monster level machines any chance of getting this grafted on for Gror ed and the island war bosses mm, i got it i'm grouchy about an initial attempt to do something with that I should just try it again. I should try it again with a less grumbly boss, and I should just not listen to the people bitching about this. The implications of this in right. Bad Moon, because fuck, fuck you, Bad Moon. Like we we've done things that have made Bad Moon so much easier over the last it's couple years. Get, like yeah, it's time for that to not be like this. Makes Bad Moon harder is not a show stopping bug. <laughs> like, uh, hey, you know what, guys. 
I'm real hungry. Yeah, and this too. show is uh, this show is about as long as it's going to be. So let's go let's go see our friend Luis and order some Mexican food from him and some margaritas, and then we'll come back and do an episode of Video Games Hot Talk. How does Yay! that sound? I mm-hmm. like that idea. And listeners, how does and that sound? And you're all invited, listeners. I hope he remembers us. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night. Have a great week, everybody.